on puppies, abuse, and filling up your heart cup. M.M. Saturday, February 11th, 2023. Wow. Just wow. Having Felix over is kind of like hosting Sonic the Hedgehog. He didn't want to leave just now. Riley and Gail were already downstairs, headed to meet the Uber. Can we trade places, Lorelai? He asked me from under his fringe. He looked tall for a moment, until I realized that he was using my muscle roller as a skateboard. He was also washing his hands into my water filter. He's the most hypocritical germaphobe I've ever met. God forbid you use a fork and then steal a french fry with it, but he's just drunk the water from the spigot over clean dishes and then wiped his face on three different communal dishcloths. They're gone now. It was an impromptu visit. Gail's been impossible to reach since I got home, and I finally realized that's because Richard is back in town. He's gone this weekend, though, and I do believe her that she really wanted to see me. Anyway, Plateau Place came downtown just for me, so that's a pretty big step forward from the Gale orbit. And it was nice, too, for a moment. In the dumpling restaurant, her, me, and the kids. I don't think we'd ever been to a restaurant like that, all four of us. We weren't as close before I lived with them, and then the entire time I lived with them, restaurants were closed. It's strange sometimes to remember how real it was back then and how old it feels now. And yet we've changed, haven't we? We all have. We all hit the COVID roadblock together, and now, I don't even know. What a couple of years this has been. The kid's dad called during dinner and completely ruined the evening. Completely. Just once, I'd love for us to make a plan, and then for us to stick to the plan, and for everything to turn out fine with the plan, Gail said sadly, even in this moment, the eternal optimist. I'm sorry to say this, I said, and I was sorry to say it. I didn't want to, but somebody had to. But realistically, that is never going to happen. Better for you to acknowledge that, read up about people like him, and then be prepared with the kids. Of course, Gail's word wasn't good enough. Their dad had to hear it from the kids, to hear from their mouths that they indeed wanted the plan as planned for. So they told him that, and in return, he threatened to cancel the whole trip. It was fascinating watching a narcissist at work in real time. Well, it would have been fascinating if it weren't so fucking sad. There was nothing Gail could do because that would be seen as interfering. She also couldn't be the one to put her foot down because what if he made good on his threat to cancel? I could hear what he was saying on the phone to Felix, mocking him because he was insisting to his father that he had exams at school he couldn't miss. A 13-year-old should not have to explain this to his father. The funny thing was the kid's reaction to the manipulation and the bullying. They held their own. Then his dad called him a mental retard. That's when Gail finally did grab the phone away. But it didn't matter. He had her apologizing by the time we were half a block down the road as if the whole fucking drama were her fault. Then he got back on the phone with the kids and told them they should be grateful and a whole bunch of other things with tu mamá spat from his lips like a curse word. Fuck, man. What the fuck is wrong with people? He is still abusing Gail a decade after they split up, and all she wants is for the kids to have a father. Friday, February 17th, 2023. Well, I just broke my most important webpage. I guess that's a sign I should really stop working for the weekend. Ironically, I thought I had stopped working. I literally sat down here to write. But then I was like, I could just really quickly get this last thing done, and then I broke my website. I wonder if I have a new boyfriend, kind of. Slash, I think his name can't be Omar. It's not right. It's hard to rename everyone you know and do them justice, taking into account origin, original name quirks, or lack thereof, and personality. Wilson? No. Enrique? No. What should his name be? 
Etienne has a new girlfriend, I think. He brought it up all casually while I was still in Panama. He wrote about it in our sensitive thread, which in fairness is exactly where he should write about it. He didn't actually tell me he had met someone. Instead, he wrote, How does one broach the topic of new relationships? And does the topic wish to be broached? Even with my nervous system reacting violently and independently of my heart and soul, I had to laugh at how he phrased the question. It was very etienne Carefully, I responded, pretty much exactly like you just did. I do want to know what's going on in his life. I wish we could talk more easily. But there are landmines. So I told him that, and that we should have a conversation when we both have the emotional space and the time to be there for each other. It's frustrating how aloof he acts about the possibility of me falling for somebody else. Like, wouldn't you be just a little bit possessive? I felt the jealousy and asked myself to imagine what it looked like for him outside of my own mind, and whether it might not feel for Etienne a tiny bit like I feel right now with Omar. Which is to say pretty excited, and turned on and happy and looking forward to exchanging more messages, and maybe a visit next year in Panama. Which has nothing to do with Etienne, whom I still love exactly the same way I loved yesterday and will love tomorrow. I imagined for a moment that Etienne was just filling up his heart cup, and that he'll still come back to me with his stories. I do feel possessive about the city, though. I just do. He travels all over the world. Can't I be the only Montreal girlfriend? So with my luck, his new girlfriend will be ne my next-door neighbor. Which actually, honestly, if we were allowed to be friends, it won't be so bad. But if dance jams feel like a competition for Etienne's attention, we have a problem. Anyway... I still don't know what's going on because we're half a planet away from each other and haven't talked on the phone in a very long time. Two days ago, I wrote in the sensitive thread, So, do you have a new girlfriend? Boyfriend? Puppy? Fairy godmother? The suspense lingers on. Which I thought pretty well encapsulated my feelings, expressing trepidation and impatience without being guilt-trippy or passive-aggressive. The feigned nonchalance is also honestly transparent. He laugh-emojied at my message and wrote, I was going to tell you about the puppy. I was just waiting for the right moment. Um, right now is the right moment, obviously. Also, THE puppy. So it's a real thing, then. It's kind of funny, though, the timing. Even from yesterday to today. Because Omar... Hang on, let's find him a new name. Victor? No, hang on. Okay, while meditating, I rejected Samael, Christian, Daniel. For a second, I got super excited about Andres until I remembered that I already gave that name to Marisol's boyfriend. Who didn't even like it? I wasted the name. I mean, there could be two Andreses, it's common enough, but that would get everything confusing, and Omar's original name isn't too common. If I made two Andreses, that would basically put me in the same category as, what's his name? J. J. Juan Luis Guerra? No. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. In his books, there were like 70 million characters, and everyone had the same name. I remember giving up reading that book with an awful sense of despair, and I hate not finishing books. Hmm, maybe my Spanish is better now and it would be less confusing? But the names. Speaking of Gabriel Garcia Marquez, maybe Omar could be Gabriel. I like that name, and it feels playful. Gabriel the Payaso. Does that work? Let's check L names first, just in case there's something better out there. I'm having massive indecision. How am I going to write about him without having chosen a good name yet? Oh, I hope my web designer fixes my web page. Gaga. Gail is coming over later. Just her. I'm super excited. I don't think we've had time for just the two of us in a while. We've either been with kids or meeting really quickly to discuss me watching kids or miles apart from one another. Which, P.S., I'm not watching her kids this month after all because her Mexican project fell through. Which feels kind of like a good thing because I think it would have been rather intense to return from Panama and immediately head to Plateau Place and everything that entails. 
Plus, now Gail and I are in the same city, and I can hang out with the kids without being their roommate, so we all win. I sent her a message about gaslighting the other day in our sensitive thread. I'm going to end up with back-channel drawbridges with everyone I know. Anyway, I said she could listen when she was ready. Then I said, kindly, but I hope firmly, that she may want to consider looking into certain behavior types. Her ex is controlling her through her kids, and it's her one weak spot because she doesn't want to stop the kids from seeing him. So ironically, that's what he abuses. He constantly accuses her of keeping them from him, when really it's him making plans at the last minute that, that are too expensive and too complicated for him to make happen on his own, especially when the children already have prior commitments. So then something goes wrong, and he blames it all on Gail. And I saw it happen last weekend. It was awful. And I don't care how important it is for a child to have a father. If the child's father is manipulative and abusive to their mother and also to them, then they should only have visitation when it can be physically and emotionally safe for all of them. Gail should not have to sacrifice her own sense of self in order for them to have a relationship. That's a fucked up foundation for a relationship. And she actually has a legal right to do it. She fought for that custody and won. She's tried to set boundaries over the years. And at this point, Riley can handle the relationship with her dad on their own, and actually does do that quite impressively. Like last weekend, when they got on the phone and said point blank, if Felix doesn't get to come on this trip, I'm not going either. Which seemed like such a beautiful moment of solidarity, and of course, ended up getting blamed on Gail. The problem is Felix. He's only 13 and can't make all his plans by himself. But boundaries can still be set, and when their father refuses to respect them, the children will learn sad but valuable lessons, and he will suffer the consequences. He simply should not then be allowed to send unspeakable text messages to Gail. Fuck. Poor Gail. Of course she hasn't listened to my voice memos yet. I don't expect her to for a while. She never wants to think about the terribles unless they're sitting on top of her head, and that's not the right time to think about them. That's basically what I told her in my messages. I said, wait until you're not in crisis and the kids don't have a visit imminently. Then research this behavior. It's definitely manipulative and abusive, so those are your search terms. He will grab onto what he can. You can't change him and you won't, but you can change how you react to him and what you tolerate, what you allow him to grab onto. The kids will only benefit. A day later, I said, oh, and you know how you said that you were glad I was there because otherwise you feel like you're going crazy? That's gaslighting. He's gaslighting you, and that's why you feel like that. What ends up happening is he twists reality so much that then when he says the slightest thing that could have some sort of footing in fact, you latch on to it. And that's how you suddenly end up apologizing for the one thing that could possibly be your fault. Because that feels real. You could apologize for that one thing, and that makes you feel like you have some tiny amount of power back. But the problem is there will always be more things for you to apologize for. Knowledge is power was basically the point. I used to be pretty victim-blamey with victims who had kids, especially because the children are learning from what you allow, from how they see people respect each other or not. And I guess maybe I'm a little blamey with Gail. I mean, I'm not blamey. I just wish that she would see what was happening and learn boundaries. But I understand why. She's just too pure of heart. In the restaurant, when all this was going down, this caustic voice is shrieking out of the phone. Felix is trying to calm down a completely histrionic father saying terrible things because for some reason it's the 13-year-old's job to remind his dad that he has exams and can't actually miss two weeks of school. Gail said that crazy thing about how she wished things would just go once for plan so she could, uh, to plan so that she could always not always have her trust broken, which will never, ever happen, which I told her. Gail's fatal flaw is believing that everyone is good. It used to be my fatal flaw, too. Yay, my web designer must have gotten my email. My website is back. 
Hallelujah! Saturday, February 18th, 2023. I lowered my cell phone drawbridge earlier than normal this morning because Gail had had me activated last night. New stuff, not even what I just wrote about. I was looking for Mommy. I found it, Yen. He was in the middle of sending me a message live, so I wrote and told him I was free if he wanted a phone call. It was nice to see his face. It's been a couple of months since we chatted live, I think. After about 20 minutes, he started to wrap things up. He's a Tien, so of course he was on his way to somewhere amazing. But you haven't even told me about your puppy yet, I exclaimed. Not so fast, young man. Out with it. He was really cute, like all bashful and stuff. I was going to tell you, I, I, I am, I, I decided to help him out. Would you like me to tell you about my puppy first? Oh, he said, as though he weren't expecting that. And then an emphatic, yes, obviously relieved. So I told him about Omar. Is that really going to be his name? Wait, yesterday I decided it was Nestor, but no, I think by now he's Omar. I told Etienne how accidentally... Omar and I had had a magical moment, and I... I just like him, I said. I really like him. And I don't know where it will go, but it's kind of nice that we can take things slow. Because he's far away, and we won't see each other for practically a year. So we can get to know each other. But if it keeps feeling this way, I'd like to see him again in December. I'm super happy for you, he said. And annoyingly, I could tell he really meant it. So yeah, he eventually told me about his stuff, too. He was really nervous, and I thought maybe he was worried I'd be mad at him. Yes, he agreed with a strained smile. I am nervous, but I don't think I'm worried about you getting mad. I'm worried about hitting your trigger zones. But the magical thing was, he didn't. And even if he had, we'd have dealt with it. I mean, obviously the new girl is in Montreal. So the one thing I made really clear was that if we're going to be sharing space or time at a certain event, I need to know beforehand and boundaries must be established. He agreed. Other than that, we're just two little tigers exploring the planet and occasionally sharing a den. Love, Mistress Me.